Welcome to episode 21 of the In Conversation podcast. In this episode, I speak with Evan Knox, speaker and founder of Caffeine Marketing. Evan is a certified story brand guide, and he brings consistent results for his client using the power of storytelling. If you're looking to build your brand, whether it's personal or business, this episode has got great value for you. Evan, thank you very much for joining me on the In Conversation podcast. You're the founder of Caffeine Marketing. Uh, you've helped over 100 people recently build their businesses, mostly through storytelling. It's, it really is a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sam. I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, of course. Um, I often start these podcasts by asking my guests what their typical daily routine is, what you get up to on a day-to-day basis because it's, it's nice to just get sort of an insight into what some of the best entrepreneurs in the world are doing day to day. Obviously, it's quite different at the moment with the current situation. <laughs> but generally, outside of a global pandemic, what's a typical day like for you? Yeah, so I generally get up a little bit before five. And then from there, I'll read my Bible, I'll kind of I'll do a meditation, um, hang out with my wife just a little bit, but <laughs> she's not necessarily a morning person. So she doesn't love hanging out with me, but I love hanging out with her in the morning. Uh, and then after that, I'll go do this thing. It, when it's not a pandemic, um, called Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's like a form of MMA. Awesome. I'll do that in the morning for like an hour. And then from there I'll work, uh, generally until like three or so. Okay. Nice. 3 PM. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what do you do in the afternoons then? Afternoon and evening plans? Uh, I, you know, BJJ, as it's referred to, uh, is good. To me, it's not necessarily like a workout. So if I come home, uh, I'll generally try to get a workout in or hang out with my family. Um, as of late, we've been doing walks every day, which has been fun. I've Lovely. got a nine-month-old, so we'll just kind of grab his stroller and go walk in the neighborhood for like an hour, which is cool. Yeah, fantastic. I think that's the goal for many entrepreneurs particularly in the current climate is to have that freedom to just control when they work and when they don't. So that's awesome, man. And you are working, you've, as I said, you've helped over a hundred business owners, business leaders, um, market their brands. I guess the logical question is how, and how did you start when you, when you maybe didn't have a lot of, experience behind you how did you sort of get your first couple of clients that's something i think a lot of people often struggle to do yeah i'll talk a little bit about the first thing you said and then i'll get into kind of our our beginnings so we use a thing called the story brand framework it's a seven part framework created by this guy named donald miller it basically uses the seven principles of storytelling that like screenwriters use or book writers use and applies them to marketing. So instead of playing the hero in your own marketing story, you're actually playing the guide. And so you come alongside your customers and clients and you know, you're essentially helping them win the day. So we use that messaging framework for all of our marketing and our marketing is generally anything that's going to be profitable for our clients. So at caffeine, our promise is to make marketing profitable for small companies that are doing less than $25 million a year in revenue. And so, you know, that, the actual nuts and bolts of what that looks like, it might be a new website. It might be some sort of lead gen on their website, um, an email series. Uh, generally, it has Facebook ads or Google ads involved in it. So that's generally what we do. Anything that we're ultimately going to make marketing profitable for those small companies. 
Now, the beginnings, we actually started as a social media agency. So I just focused on social media. Um, we were, you know, basically managing our clients' social media for them. And that took a lot. We were super scrappy. My wife and I had $100,000 in student loan debt, which, you know, love her. That was all her <laughs> as far as the student loan debt, which is totally fine. She was totally worth it. Not a big deal. Um, but yeah, so we were trying to bootstrap uh, this company and at the same time pay off its debt. And so I was just really scrappy. A lot of it was just starting conversations with people on Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, and once I got those conversations going, it was like proving our worth essentially. So it was very, very gritty in the beginning. A lot of reaching out and quote cold calling. I wasn't actually calling people, but starting those conversations, which was tough. Um, but we ended up paying off that all of that debt within three years of being married, which is super cool. So um, yeah, it's just basically start conversations. And then from there, that ultimately leads up to sales. Yeah. Awesome, man. I feel like there's a lot of hesitance, if you like, to start conversations. People are almost afraid of it. Uh, I think that's probably come from the um, rep that it's got from horrible sales guys, you know, sales pitches. Have you got any advice for people that are going for that direct method, but don't want to come across sleazy if you like? Yeah. I think the number one thing that you can do is actually, I'll give you two. One is to care more about the other person than what you want from them. And I think that ultimately is what's helped us be successful. It took me a little while. I think the first year I was just learning a lot about how to serve our clients best, what they wanted. And so that's why we pivoted from doing social media to really being a full service agency, because we knew that what our clients really wanted was to make marketing profitable for them and grow their bottom line. So we pivoted in that direction, but it comes down to empathy. So it's like, you basically have to know what it is their person's feeling and thinking and care more about them. The other thing, like I was saying, is you want to come across as the guide. You don't want to come across as the hero. And when, you know, when you're talking about yourself, I get, I don't even know how many LinkedIn messages or cold emails and they're all talking about their company. And not only are they talking about their company, they're also very unclear on what they offer or who they like, who do they serve? How is it going to make my life better? So you have to be super clear and saying, here is exactly what we offer. And you have to say it like you would talk to a fifth grader and you have to say, here's how it's going to make your life better. And if you don't work with us, here's what you're going to miss out on. And if you can paint that clear of a picture for them, I think you'll be a lot more successful, but I really would, if you could start with conversations and start by caring more about the person than what you want from them. Yeah. I guess that's a good way to cut through the noise, particularly with the rise of social media, which can be so helpful. It's also made industries like marketing, uh, coaching, e-commerce, all these industries, it's made them a lot more competitive, I think, because they're so accessible. Yeah. So I think that's, that's, awesome for sort of actually cutting through the noise um yeah awesome and how so once people have sort of they're messaging people and they're, they're trying to um, get clients how do you think they should incorporate those stories that they're using in their messages into say their content or their wider marketing strategy the easiest way to apply you know the story brand framework or your messaging is on your website and when we work with our clients, we create what's called a wireframe, which is basically all it is, is the words on your, where they're supposed to go on your website and the layout of your website. No pictures, no images, no colors, and none of that. And so we start with the wireframe because we know that ultimately people buy things because of the words that they hear or they read. And so 
when we create that, I think that your website is the greatest opportunity that most people have to apply that messaging of how you're going to save the day, not save the day, but how you're going to, you're going to help your customers or clients win the day. So ultimately that needs to be front and foremost on your header, which is the very top of your website. And I think if people can't see that as Storybrand guides, we call this the grunt test, but if someone is just looking at the header of your website, so that means they're not scrolling down, can they identify what you do, how you make their lives better and how do they work with you? And if they can't identify that within five seconds, you're ultimately going to lose a lot of sales. Sure. That's awesome, man. I think this is quite relevant because when I was, obviously you, we reached out to each other, we got connected on LinkedIn. When I was, looking more into what you did, checking out your LinkedIn profile, what I noticed is that I'd never read an about section on someone's LinkedIn profile that said so little about them, right? You're in, in, the, in a good way, right? Your, your about section yeah. is all about the people that you help. So I think that's, yeah. do, you, do you think people are, people are sort of hesitant to actually stop talking about themselves? I guess it's quite a difficult thing to do is not, boast your own worth and actually make it about other people if you like my started getting into the business space with my grandfather who owned a jewelry store so like rings bracelets watches all that stuff in the atlanta area and i grew up going to work with him and he would always tell me you know he's an amazing sales guy my dad was really really good at sales but my grandfather was also really good at sales but they're just different my dad was more of a closer. My grandfather was more of a relationship guy. And he would always say to me, people want to talk about themselves. And so you can build relationships with people if you ask them questions about yourself. And so I think there's really something to be said about, can you be the person who's not so concerned about yourself and you're more concerned about the other person, which is hard to do. And I'm really not, I mean, I'm definitely not perfect at that. And ultimately I have to have an awareness that I'm trying to grow my company, but I can do that in a way that doesn't feel selfish. You know, I, I believe in my product and service. So if I know that my product and service is medicine for small business owners that are struggling to grow their company and I've, and I've seen it and I, our product does that. I don't feel like I'm trying to sell anybody. You know, I feel like I'm coming in as a partner and saying, Hey, I mean, we need to do this because I, you've got an awesome product. Or service. I saw somebody yesterday, actually a potential client or a potential partner. We're not sure yet. Um, but we're trying to talk it through and I'm like, Hey, you really do have an awesome, awesome company here. Like, I love your branding. I love your heart. You've got awesome systems and processes, which most people don't have. Uh, but her marketing is awful. And so <laughs> I think, you know, just, you've got to come alongside and say, Hey, I really do think that we can help you win the day here. Yeah. I think again, that's a huge problem, particularly for people starting out is that they don't believe in their service enough. They don't have enough confidence in it. How did you get to the mm -hmm. stage where you, were sure every single time, every time you were speaking to someone that you knew you could help them and you were confident in that. Cause it's so clear to see when someone isn't confident in what they offer. Yeah, sure. totally. How did you get to the stage where you're like, yeah, I know I can help this person. Well, I think it came from, you know, we're, we've not always crushed every single client. We've crushed most of them. Um, but it came in the early days when we were doing social media marketing that my clients were going, Hey, how does this relate to my bottom line? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I mean, I have a, I have a general idea, actually. You know, I know that it's increasing brand awareness and possibly helping in consideration phase. But at that point, I was like, you know, I, I can't sell this service just on its own. And so we have, you know, for the past year or two years, we've not done, quote, social media management. 
on its own because it doesn't pay for itself for us to do it. If you've got somebody in your team who could probably pick it up, or if you're somebody bigger, you're a Fortune 5000 company, it's probably going to make sense for you to hire somebody to help you. But for the small business owner, mom and pop, it's not their best return on investment. So I don't know, it came a lot of trial and error. And I feel like you have to believe in your product enough to give it a shot. And when you fail, you have to own that. Like for example, we don't have six month, 12 month contracts. So all of our stuff is like a 30 day trial period because I want to make sure it's the right fit for us. Like both ways. I want to make sure that they're, uh, you know, they like working with us and I like working with them because there's some, some clients that aren't fun to work with. So we don't work with them. And aside from that, we also need to make sure that our market is profitable for them because we have to live up that brand promise. And in that trial period, sometimes it doesn't work. Um, it's probably like one out of 20, but sometimes it doesn't. Typically the margin is not there in their product or service. So but that's worth trial and error. It's a really interesting point actually that you do those 30 day trials because I've heard a lot from the social media guru as it is that you should never offer trials. But this, that idea of, doing the opposite to what everyone else is doing is something I'm a huge proponent of. Um, there's a, me and I don't know if you've heard of Jordan Ogren came on the podcast right at the start and we talk about zigging where people zag. So okay. do you think that's that sort of differentiation where you're actually offering something that not a lot of people are offering has helped? You know, it's funny you say that because I didn't necessarily come into it with that perspective. I personally, um, I was frustrated when I was in a contract with somebody and they were not delivering results. And I thought to myself, man, this has got to be both scary and also very frustrating if you're the other business owner out there. Um, yeah. And so I thought, man, what, is there a way that I can make this work? You know, like, can I scale? Because it's tougher. It's tougher on my end to not have a six month contract with a 60 day renewal period, you know, like it's tougher on my end. However, it's going to serve my client better. And I just ultimately think, again, if we go back to empathy, I, I need to care about the client. So, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Cool. So there's one more thing that I would like to, to ask you, and that's whether you think stories are the future of marketing or whether you think there's something else that's going to be key. I think if you're not telling stories and when I mean stories, I don't necessarily mean talking about how many times you've helped your customers, which is definitely a sales technique for sure. It builds authority. But if you're not engaging your customers in a story and helping them win the, win the day, I think you're going to be stuck in that noise. I don't know. I think it's already happening. I think a lot of brands are figuring it out that they need to not play the hero of their own marketing. So I don't know that it's the next revolution. I feel like it's kind of already here. The companies that are being successful with their marketing are not playing the hero. So it's TBD on whether or not that's the next thing. I feel like a lot of, um, some, I'll just say this. I think business owners are tired of paying somebody money and hoping something works. There's a, in the kind of agency world, again, this is a totally legitimate thing. SEO is a very real thing. And there are agencies that offer great service. From my experience, most, or at least a good portion of the SEO community feels like snake oil to me. And I'm, you know, you pay somebody $2,500 a month and you really don't really don't understand what they do and how they're making your company better. And then just say, Hey, trust us in six months, you know, you'll start to see more traffic to your site. That's tough. I think that's a hard sell. So I feel like more business owners and entrepreneurs are going to be demanding that they see results earlier on. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. I think we should always, we've always got to have one eye at least on the results. Um, 
especially in, in marketing and sales efforts, that's ultimately what they boil down to. So that's awesome. Cool. As I said before the podcast, I do like to finish these on, on a quick fire round. It's been okay. amazing chatting to you over the last 15 minutes or so. Some thank awesome value that you've given us. So thank you very much for that. If you're up for it, I'd love to put you under the test of a quick fire round. Let's do it. Cool. First one. I think we've already established this, but early starts or late nights? Uh, early starts, for sure. <laughs> I'm asleep yeah. by 8, 8 p.m. or 8.30 p.m. So. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Oh, uh, I can't say both. So coffee. <laughs> Books or podcasts? Uh, books? Best book ever? Uh, this guy named Francis Chan, it's not a business book. It's like a Christian book, but Francis okay. Chan, it's called Crazy Love. It's very instrumental in my, uh, I'll say like high school years. Oh, amazing. That's unique. Uh, your favorite pastime? Oh, uh, I don't know if this is a pastime, but I used to like ride dirt bikes and like okay. sometimes like ride motocross. So that was super fun until I broke my back. So I would say that was, that was great. I wish I could do that some more. <laughs> Unexpected fact about yourself. Ooh. Um, dang it. I just went with the vertebrae thing. Broke my back. Uh, I lived in Australia and Thailand for okay. a couple months. And your favorite social media platform? Um, Instagram. Okay. <laughs> probably it would probably be tiktok but i don't let myself i can't have it i just get sucked in so my wife's always like look at these i'm like i can't i i will be there for hours so probably those. yeah <laughs> nice and lastly sum yourself up in three words Ooh, it's a tough one this sounds pretentious but i'm just gonna say caring about others i like that i like that awesome man well, thank cool. you so much. It's been amazing having you. You've been an awesome guest and thanks for the value you've given. Where's the best place for people to check you out if they want to see more of your stuff? Yeah, thanks, Sam, for having me. Um, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, marketer, whatever, on caffeine.marketing, no.com, just caffeine.marketing, I've got a free guide on how to build a winning sales funnel. It basically takes you step-by-step step exactly how to build a sales funnel. It's like Legos, basically. So that's on the caffeine.marketing website and it's also on evanox.com if that's easier for you. Awesome. I'll link those in the show notes. Evan, cool. Thanks, thank man. you very much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. Nice one.